the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty and truth. This is Freedom 1570, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Powered by JTR Roofing. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. House Republicans have rejected a Democratic bid to pass President Trump's demand for $2,000 direct payments to most Americans. The package folds together a $1.4 trillion government-wide spending bill with the hard-fought COVID-19 package and dozens of unrelated but bipartisan bills. A storm that began with snow, strong winds, and bitter cold in the eastern Dakotas and western Minnesota now moving to the east. National Weather Service meteorologist Brian Hurley says eastern Kentucky and eastern Tennessee forecast to get up to four inches of snow today, but other states expecting even more. We're looking at heavier snowfall amounts, however, three to six or more inches in West Virginia because of the mountainous terrain, and then farther north into northeast Ohio and into northwest and western Pennsylvania, where you do have that lake effect off of Lake Erie, you are looking at higher snowfall amounts in those areas as well. 6 to 12 or more inches. That winter storm affecting travel, some flights in the upper Midwest grounded. Also at townhall.com, California becomes the first state to record 2 million confirmed coronavirus cases, a grim milestone. Senator Rand Paul out with his annual report detailing wasteful government spending. Senator Paul details what he calls out-of-control spending from health care to foreign aid, even military funding, in his annual Festivus report. He shares many of President Trump's concerns about the size of the just-passed $2.3 trillion omnibus spending bill, noting it was written behind closed doors and its 5,600 pages made public just six hours before a final vote leaving not one senator time to read it. Paul sums up his lament in a tweet. Congress, oh Congress, where to even begin? Bob Agner reporting. And in a shortened session today, stocks are mixed now. The Dow is down seven points, but the Nasdaq is ahead ten. More on these stories at townhall.com. Let's say you've decided to build a bicycle from scratch. Sounds like an impossible project for my skills, but let's say you've got the skills and I offer you an advantage, a special tool that would help you build the bike faster while saving you legitimate money. My guess is you'd say, bring it on. If you wouldn't, well, then this commercial isn't going to make much sense. My name is Ryan. I'm from United Faith Mortgage, and we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is lucky to have a direct lender advantage. Our company is set up to use its own money and make its own lending decisions within its own walls. And often, this advantage allows us to get your refinance or new home loan done faster and get you a better rate, which saves you monthly and lifelong money. Rates are historically low. Now is the time to see how our special tool might work for you. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Miller Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1335. Rack Animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Freedom 1570 ringing liberty and truth from the KingdomBuilders.com studios. Only Michaels as we dig out and uh, cold, blustery day today for our Christmas Eve day. Three above, wind chills around 25 below. Tonight, for Santa's ride, about five below. And the uh, wind starts to die down, but we'll still see wind chills around 20 below. But then for Christmas Day, things brighten up, sunshine, and a high around 20. Like It Matters Radio next year on Freedom 1570. Christmas is the time to spread joy and cheer. We know this year has been a little rough, but now more than ever, we need a little joy and cheer. So this year, reach out to family, friends, and neighbors and spread some happiness. It just might be contagious, and everyone needs more happiness in 2020. We'll start. We wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas. Freedom 1570. Are you sick and tired of fake news and half-truths? Hi, Alex Hartman here of REMAX Results. If you are considering selling a property this fall, please listen closely. The market is hot. Inventory is low. 
That's all real and factual news. But beware, in today's world, fake news would have you believe you have to hire a big real estate team to sell your house. What they don't tell you is that they may pawn you off on a new rookie agent selling their very first home, or worse yet, a part-timer. The fact is, most people would prefer to work with a proven real estate agent who understands both the marketplace and their needs and will see their transaction through from start to finish. That is what I am, and that's what I do. When you call me, Alex Hartman, you get me and my proven track record of results. So if you like the idea of working with a like-minded Patriot listener, please give me a call for a free market analysis. Call me directly at 651-334-5000. That's 651-334-5000. Or go to resultsbyalex.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Your life changes for the better when you live each day like it matters. Positive focus, healthier relationships, and breaking free from trauma that's held you back. The time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. It's a great day. This is a man. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Yes, I am that man. (laughs) I am Mr. Black, and welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. And yes, those three words, inspiration, education, and application. Here we are again. John and I asked you to be here. I bet you're wondering why we asked you here. Well, today we asked you here because we're hopeful. You know, that word hopeful is a compound word. It means full of hope. And actually, today's show is going to be called Hope Feeds. Because, you know, we need something to feed us. And, boy, we're stuffing a lot of stuff in our noggins, in our mouths this uh, Christmas season, aren't we? We're sticking candy in there. We're sticking all kinds of good stuff in there, pumpkin pie, turkey, all kinds of stuff. But, you know, what we really need is some hope. I think it was Hal Lindsey that said man can live about 40 days without food, about three days without water, about eight minutes without air, but only for one second without hope. And you know, hope really doesn't have to do with what's going on around us. Hope really has to do with what's going on inside of us. It was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. that said we must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. And that's also why Dr. King had a dream. Because if you read Dr. King's dream speech, uh, he had a dream uh, because he walked with the Lord of the universe. He had a dream uh, because he knew his Savior lived. He had a dream uh, because he knew that someday, whether on this planet or in eternity, that things are going to be the way they're supposed to be. And that's what hope is. You know, I'm uh, part of a great book. Uh, we did our first edition this last year called Wow, Word of the Week. Uh, it says uh, 52 thoughts by 52 thought leaders. Uh, I don't know how I got in there, but I did. So anyways, I must be one of those thought leaders. But uh, let me share what it says about hope here. It says hope is a noun. It's a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. It's a feeling of trust. It's a verb, want something to happen or to be the cause. See, hope is the anticipation that something good is going to happen, that you might have had a setback, but now it's time for a comeback. You might not realize it until it's gone, but hope fuels your life, it says. Like a fully functioning automobile that's out of gas, you have all the faculties, all the potential in the world for greatness. You can achieve, you can accomplish, you can affect change. You can move, motivate, and manage. You have a phenomenal capacity to make this world a better place and enjoy yourself doing it. Wow! Ah. But an essential ingredient for any of this to happen is that you must have hope. Hope is fuel in your soul tank. Hope gives you something to look forward to. Hope gives you a reason to get up in the morning. Maybe it's something as simple as hoping to enjoy a date this Friday with your spouse or someone you secretly hope one day may be your spouse? Maybe it's hoping you'll pass your exam, get a raise, or watch your son play his first ball of t-ball. But you know what? It's hope. And that's what I want to talk about today is hope. Because, man, uh, I'll tell you, I talk to a lot of people, and a lot of people are lacking hope. 
And one of the you know disciplines, I share a lot of disciplines here on this radio show. Uh, I'm a master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming. Uh, I, my my uh, uh, disciplines are transactional analysis, cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, and also logotherapy. And logotherapy is a term derived from logos, which is a Greek word meaning meaning, and therapy, which is defined as treatment of a condition, illness, or maladjustment. So logotherapy was developed by Dr. Viktor Frankl. Uh, and again, it was developed in the confines of Auschwitz. Logotherapy is the pursuit of that meaning for one's life. And Frankl's theories were heavily influenced by his personal experience. And by the way, the book that references all this is Man's Search for Meaning. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. Uh, Dr. Frankl's logotherapy is based on the premise, get this, that the human person is motivated by will to meaning, an inner pull to find a meaning to life. Isn't that incredible? This is what life is about, finding hope. See, there's a lot of people struggling with helplessness and hopelessness. We call it depression. And the mathematical equation for depression is simple. My life sucks today, and tomorrow will be no better. But no matter how bad life is today, if you have hope that tomorrow's better, it gives you reason. And that's really what logotherapy is. See, according to Frankel, we can discover this meaning in a life in three different ways, by creating a work or a deed, by experiencing something or uh, encountering someone, or by the attitude we take toward unavoidable suffering, and that everything can be taken from a man but one thing, and the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. Now, just so you know, with logotherapy and transactional analysis and neuro-linguistic therapy, all uh, my uh, disciplines, if you will, all psychotherapies make philosophical assumptions. They're called presuppositions. And logotherapy has their own. Uh, and there's six of them. The human being is an entity consisting of body, mind, and spirit. I cover that all the time. Number two, life has meaning under all circumstances, even the most miserable. Number three, people have a will to meaning. Number four, people have freedom under all circumstances to activate the will to find meaning. Number five, life has a demand quality to which people must respond if decisions are to be meaningful. And number six, the individual is unique. Now, I want to quickly go through these assumptions in this first segment. The human being is an entity consisting of heart, body, and soul, right? Basically, right? We talk about it. The physical plane, the mental slash social plane, and then the spiritual plane. Assumption two, life has meaning under all circumstances, even the most miserable. And let's be honest, there's a lot of people going through a lot of miserable circumstances. Some of you are doing well in this pandemic. You're getting paid to stay home. Uh, nothing's really changed much. But for a lot of us small business owners, our whole world's falling apart. People can't pay their house payment. People can't do what they've been doing for 10, 20, 30 years. And so they're struggling. And there, a lot of people are losing hope. The third assumption, people have a will to meaning. This is seen as our main motivation for living and acting. When we see meaning, we are ready for any type of suffering. Assumption four, people have freedom under all circumstances to activate the will to find meaning. We're free to do that. Free at last, free at last. It's the one human thing that we have. When Dr. Frank was in Auschwitz, the gates of Auschwitz would open up and new people would come in. And he had this saying, he said, I could tell who was going to make it. And by make it, I didn't mean live. But these are people that have the will, the desire to get through. Uh, assumption number five, life has a demand quality to which people must respond if decisions are to be meaning. The meaning of the moment. And today in the next segment, I'm really going to get in the meaning of the moment because we have a special moment that we celebrate this time of year. And the sixth assumption is the individual's unique, deals with one sense of meaning. This is enhanced by the realization that we are all irreplaceable. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this pandemic has been like for you. But I assume it's been taxing. It's been challenging. And then we get, uh, looks like Biden might take the Oval Office. I pray that's not the situation, but we'll see. But he's promising a long, dark winter. You see a lot of these states already uh, forcing businesses out of things, uh, really hitting businesses hard for wanting to stay open and feed their family and attacking them, throwing them in jail, fining them, taking away their uh, alcohol license in Minneapolis. I've been seeing that. 
you know, Keith Ellison just destroying anybody that doesn't agree with him. So today, ladies and gentlemen, I want to feed you. Hope feeds people. That's the key. Remember, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. When his disciples said, oh, you need to get something to eat, Jesus said that I have food that you don't know about. And it was Jesus that said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Today, let's stay tuned because here at Like It Matters Radio, we're planning on feeding it. And today, we're talking about Hope Feeds. We'll be back in three minutes. Sky, hope so anytime you're getting low, instead of letting go, just remember that ant. Oops, there goes another rubber tree plant. Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space, and in that space is your power, your freedom. Dr. Victor Frankel. In this unprecedented time of pandemics and confusion, our daily choices matter more, and they are more consequential. Times of challenge and opportunities require another set of eyes, a deeper understanding, a bigger picture, so we can live a life of purpose and passion like it matters. Mr. Black is excited to announce the release of his newest book, Way of the Warrior, a daily devotional, bringing hope and encouragement to be all that you were created to be. Each day, Mr. Black shares with you guidance from above that is educational, inspirational, and applicational. Access Mr. Black each day as he continues to help you raise your bar and become all you were created to be. Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional is now available in ebook and hardcover at likeitmatters.net. Regain and retain your power and your freedom. Order Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional and let God be your guide and Mr. Black your life caddy. Order today at likeitmatters.net. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on Radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple, too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the Radio.com app. This service member's greeting is brought to you by Snelling Heating. My name is Staff Sergeant Garvey. I'm stationed at Camp Humphreys, Korea. I'm with 8th Army. I'd like to give a shout-out to my sister Meg in Burnsville, Minnesota. Happy holidays! Snelling Heating is proud to salute our soldiers serving to keep us safe this holiday. At Snelling, they work 24-7 to keep you and your family safe and warm on our cold Minnesota nights. Be sure your family is safe this holiday by scheduling a 21-point furnace check today at SnellingCompany.com. Get a $4,000 whole house water softener system for just $2,000 through this special offer from Commerce Water and this station. There's just one half-price water system. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab, then Half-Price Offers, or call the station now. At Like It Matters, we're about feeding people, but not in the traditional sense. For it is written that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. As conduits, we want to feed people with hope, belief, and an understanding that they have the power and the freedom to control how they feel and the way they think. Our daily buffet of encouragement and assistance is served through our trainings, our radio show, one-on-one counseling, and sharing the word through wayofwarrior.blog. As this year comes to a close, please consider Like It Matters for your year-end tax-deductible donations. We will use the gift of your donation to bring inspiration, education, and application to those suffering from trauma tied to abuse, molestation, PTSD, drug addiction, and more. Thank you for considering Like It Matters as one of your donation destinations. To help us help others, please donate today at likeitmatters.net slash nonprofit. That's likeitmatters.net slash nonprofit. Welcome back. Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. And today, might I suggest some hope. Let me read for you a few words from one of my favorite storytellers, Max Lucado. It could have begun anywhere, the story of the king, but curiously, it began in a manger. Step into the doorway, peek through the window. The noise and the bustle began earlier than usual in the village. As night gave way to dawn, people were already on the streets. Vendors were positioning themselves on the corners and the most heavily traveled avenues. Store owners were unlocking their doors to their shops. Children were awakened by the exciting bark of the street dogs and the complaints of donkeys pulling carts. The owner of the inn had awakened earlier than most in the town. After all, the inn was full, all the beds taken. Every available mat or blanket had been put to use. Soon all the customers would be stirring and there would be lots of work to do. 
One's imagination is kindled, thinking about the conversations of the innkeeper and his family at the breakfast table. Did anyone mention the arrival of the young couple the night before? Did anyone comment on the pregnancy of the girl on the donkey? Perhaps, perhaps someone raised the subject. But at best, it was raised, not discussed. There was nothing that novel about them. They were possibly one of several families turned away that night. Besides, who had time to talk about them when there was so much excitement in the air? Augustus did the economy of Bethlehem a favor when he decreed that a census should be taken. Who could remember when such commerce had hit the village? No, it is doubtful that anyone mentioned the couple's arrival or wondered about the condition of the girl. They were too busy. The day was upon them. The day's bread had to be made. The morning's chores had to be done. There was too much to do to imagine that the impossible had occurred. God had entered the world as a baby. Yet, where someone to chance upon this cheap stable on the outskirts of Bethlehem that morning, what a peculiar scene they would behold! The stable stinks like all stables do. The stench of urine, dung, and sheep reeks pungently in the air. The ground is hard. The hay scarce. Cobwebs cling to the ceiling, and a mouse scurries across the dirt floor. A more lowly place of birth could not exist. Off to one side sit a group of shepherds. They sit silently on the floor, perhaps perplexed, perhaps in awe, no doubt in amazement. Their night watch had been interrupted by an explosion of light from heaven, and a symphony of angels. God goes to those who have time to hear Him. So on this cloudless night, He went to simple shepherds. Near the young mother sits the weary father. If anyone is dozing, he is. He can't remember the last time he sat down. And now that the excitement had subsided on a bit, now that Mary and the baby are comfortable, he leans against the wall of the stable and feels his eyes grow weary. He still hasn't figured it out at all, the mystery of the event that puzzles him, but he hasn't the energy to wrestle with the questions. What's important is that the baby is fine and that Mary is safe. As sleep comes, he remembers the name the angel told him to use, Jesus. We will call him Jesus. Wide awake is Mary. My, how young she looks! Her head rests on the soft leather of Joseph's saddle. The pain has been eclipsed by wonder. She looks in the face of the baby, her son, her Lord, His Majesty. At this point in history, the human being who best understands who God is and what He is doing is a teenage girl in a smelly stable. She can't take her eyes off him. Somehow, Mary knows she is holding God. So this is He. She remembers the words of the angel: "His kingdom will have no end." He looks anything but a king. His face is prunish and red. His cry, though strong and healthy, is still the helpless and piercing cry of a baby, and he is absolutely dependent upon Mary for his well-being. Majesty in the midst. Of the mundane, holiness in the filth of a sheep manure and sweat, divinity entering the world on the floor of a stable, through the womb of a teenager, and in the presence of a carpenter. She touches the face of the infant God. How long was your journey? The baby had overlooked the universe. These rags keeping him warm were the robes of eternity. His golden throne room had been abandoned in favor of a dirty sheep pen, and worshiping angels had been replaced with kind but bewildered shepherds. Meanwhile, the city hums. The merchants are unaware that God had visited their planet. The innkeeper would never believe that he had just sent God into the cold, and the people would scoff at anyone who told them the Messiah lay in the arms of a teenager on the outskirts of their village. They were all too busy to consider the possibility. Those who missed His Majesty's arrival that night missed it not because of evil acts or malice. No, they missed it because they simply weren't looking. Little has changed in the last two thousand years, has it? It all happened in a moment, a most remarkable moment. As moments go, that one appeared no different than any other. 
If you could somehow pick it up off the timeline and examine it, it would look exactly like the ones that had passed while you have read these words. It came and it went. It was preceded and succeeded by others just like it. It was one of the countless moments that have marked time since eternity became measurable. But in reality, that particular moment was like none other. For through that segment of time, a spectacular thing occurred. God became a man. While the creatures of earth walked unaware, divinity arrived. Heaven opened herself and placed her most precious one in a human womb. The omnipotent in one instant made himself breakable. He who had been spirit became pierceable. He who was larger than the universe became an embryo. And he who sustains the world with a word chose to be dependent upon the nourishment of a young girl. God as a fetus, holiness sleeping in a womb, the creator of life being created. God was given eyebrows, elbows, two kidneys and a spleen. He stretched against the walls and floated in the amniotic fluids of his mother. God had come near. Emmanuel. He came not as a flash of light or as an unapproachable conqueror, but as one whose first cries were heard by a peasant girl and a sleepy carpenter. The hands that first held him were unmanicured, calloused, and dirty. No silk, no ivory, no hype, no party, no hoopla. Were it not for the shepherds, there would have been no reception, and were it not for a group of stargazers, there would have been no gifts. Angels watched as Mary changed God's diaper. The universe watched with wonder as the Almighty learned to walk. Children played in the street with him and had the synagogue leader in Nazareth known who was listening to his sermons. Jesus may have had pimples. He may have been tone deaf. Perhaps a girl down the street had a crush on him or vice versa. It could be that his knees were bony. One thing's for sure. He was, while completely divine, completely human. For 33 years, he would feel everything you and I have felt. He felt weak. He grew weary. He was afraid of failure. He was susceptible to wooing women. He got colds, burped, and had body odor. His feelings got hurt. His feet got tired, and his head ached. To think of Jesus in such a light is, well, it almost seems irreverent, doesn't it? It's not something we like to do. It's uncomfortable. It's much easier to keep the humanity out of the incarnation. Clean the manure from around the manger. Wipe the sweat out of his eyes. Pretend he never snored, blew his nose, or hit his thumb with a hammer. He's easier to stomach that way, isn't he? There's something about keeping him divine that keeps him distance, packaged, predictable. But don't you do it. Don't dare do it for heaven's sake. Don't. Let him be as human as he intended to be. Let him into the mire and muck of our world. For only if we let him in can he pull us out. Listen to him. Love your neighbor was spoken by a man whose neighbors tried to kill him. The challenge to leave family for the gospel was issued by one who kissed his mother goodbye in the doorway. Pray for those who persecute you came from the lips that would soon be begging God to forgive his murderers. I am with you always are the words of a God who in one instant did the impossible to make it all possible for you and me. It all happened in a moment. In one moment, a most remarkable moment, the word became flesh. And there will be another. The world will see another instantaneous transformation. You see, in becoming man, God made it possible for man to see God. When Jesus went home, he left the back door wide open. As a result, we will all be changed. In a moment, the Bible says in the twinkling of an eye. The first moment of transformation went unnoticed by the world. But you can bet your sweet September that the second one won't. The next time you use the phrase, just a moment, remember, that's all the time it will take to change this world. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what hope is. Jesus was born in a manger. If you go to the Greek word, 
It's a feeding stall. It's where the food was put for the animals. Jesus said he is the bread of life. Jesus said, I have food that you know of, not of. Jesus said that man is not fed by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And where was Jesus born? In the city of David, Bethlehem. Bethel means house, and lehem means bread. And it's read from left to right, or so right to left. So the house of bread. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about Hope Feeds. And I don't know about you, but I need a cornucopia because 2020 was not what I bargained for. So we'll be back in three minutes with Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. Thank you. What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received. You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. Cold shower send to chill up your spine? You better get Champion Plumbing on the line. They'll install a water heater today and your freezing and sneezing will all go away. Tankless, electric, conventional gas, a certified pro will put it in fast. Keep your water heater in top-notch condition. Make a regular appointment with your Champion technician. Call Champion Plumbing for emergency and same-day water heater replacement for the entire metro. Check out hundreds of five-star reviews at championplumbing.net. That's championplumbing.net. Hi, Paul Rubin here from the White Bear Lake Superstore, Buick GMC. We're proud to bring you the Pledge of Allegiance every weekday on Freedom 1570. We feel it's very important to bring the pledge back to the forefront of our daily lives. Each day, a local veteran, an active service member, or a first responder will proudly recite the pledge to kick off our day and honor our country. Tune in at 730, and God bless America. At Like It Matters, we're about feeding people, but not in the traditional sense. For it is written that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. As conduits, we want to feed people with hope, belief, and an understanding that they have the power and the freedom to control how they feel and the way they think. Our daily buffet of encouragement and assistance is served through our trainings, our radio show, one-on-one counseling, and sharing the word through wayofwarrior.blog. As this year comes to a close, please consider Like It Matters for your year-end tax-deductible donations. We will use the gift of your donation to bring inspiration, education, and application to those suffering from trauma tied to abuse, molestation, PTSD, drug addiction, and more. Thank you for considering Like It Matters as one of your donation destinations. To help us help others, please donate today at likeitmatters.net slash nonprofit. That's likeitmatters.net slash nonprofit. Oh yeah, got some blues, some Christmas blues. I am Mr. Black, and you are listening to Like It Matters Radio. Radio like it matters inspiration education and application and today we're talking about some hope you know christmas is right around the corner just a couple days from now and most people have a tree up and most people have some presents under that tree but can i tell you right now if you have no hope whether it's in a box whether it's in your heart whether it's in your head whether it's in your now If you don't have hope, I'm going to be honest with you, it does not matter what is under your Christmas tree. Because, you know what, hope says that no matter what's going on today, tomorrow can be better. 
And on uh, this week on my show, I'm going to have my daughter joining me. I think it's Wednesday she'll be joining me on the radio. She works in the community. Uh, and we're going to talk about a lot of the consequences of this fear-mongering with this coronavirus. Uh, you know, I saw something uh, that said that uh, the reason that there's no flu, there's no flu this year. I don't know if anybody picked up on that. And the reason because there's no flu, uh, supposedly, this is what CDC says, is because everybody's wearing masks and social distancing. But in that same breath, they say the reason coronavirus is expanding because no one's wearing masks and no one's social distancing. What? So, yeah, it's a what? It's a, it's a double take. And ladies and gentlemen, I know a lot of you listen to this show that listen to it because you like it. Uh, there's a lot of a lack of hope right now with what happened in the presidential election. Uh, I really believe that this election was forcibly stolen. It was planned up, set up that way, uh, that no matter what, that Donald Trump could not be reelected, whether you agree or not. It, there's plenty of fraud out there. There's plenty. It's easy to see that there's a system in place. I mean, Bill O'Reilly announced, uh, it was yesterday, the day before, that a Chinese whistleblower has come out and said five million, five million ballots were printed in China uh, and shipped out to North America. I mean, you got a driver in New York that was told to drive ballots into Pennsylvania, uh, and then uh, he was told to leave them there, and uh, then all of a sudden his truck was gone in the morning, and he was given a new truck. There's all kinds of weird stuff. You got audits uh, of all the software. You got audits of the hardware that was used with Dominion, uh, that the software that drove it, and it's very clear to see. And by the way, why don't you look at the train? Do you realize our votes are actually counted in foreign countries? Do you realize that the Dominion voting machines are, are owned, 75% are owned by CCP, the company that owns Dominion? Do you realize that the software that runs those Dominion machines are, is based out of Venezuela, people around the Maduro government? I mean, people realize that foreigners, people in other countries are actually counting the votes and there's a formula. It's not one vote, one, one, one vote, one count. It's not that way at all. So if people care to know and look into it, but some people don't want to know, ignorance is bliss. And so there's a lot of people lacking hope. And even those of us that have businesses, that maybe you like Biden, maybe you believe that we're supposed to, that we're no longer going to ever live healthy. I mean, our immune system was made that it builds uh, by working out. If you live a life like Howard Hughes or Michael Jackson, where you do everything you can to keep germs at bay that keep away from you, do you know you destroy your immune system? Do you know we've destroyed our immune system with all these antibiotics? Because your immune system needs, it's like working out. The more you work out with weights, the stronger you get. Your immune system is supposed to build itself up. That's how it gets strong. That's how it gets healthy. But if you are constantly breathing carbon monoxide, if you constantly have something over your mouth that's pushing all your air that you're breathing out, getting rid of all that yucky stuff and bringing it back in, you're touching your face all the time, you got a mask that you've laid on the floor, laid around here, it's touched this, touch that, and then you stick it on your mouth, take it off, stick it on your mouth, take it off, stick it on your mouth, take it off. You realize how unhealthy this is? And so think about this. For those of us that have businesses, as we go in the new year, normally I would be doing uh, trainings and, and having you take a look at this last year and then setting some goals for the new year. But it's really hard when you don't know if you're going to allow to keep your business open, when you don't know if you're going to be allowed to make money, when you don't know if you're going to be able to. So that's why we're doing the show. You've got to have hope. See, helplessness and hopelessness, there's, there's 50 million Americans before before the pandemic, that were struggling with depression. And depression falls into a category, many categories, but the main category for the most depression calls in, is called situational depression. Situational depression. And what's interesting with situational depression is, you know what causes situational depression? Our self-talk. Now, you might mean, what do you mean our self-talk? Well, we all talk to ourselves. And you call it thinking. What do you think thinking is? Thinking is talking to yourself. And we have 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. Think about that. 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. That's a lot. That's where epigenetics comes in. It's one of my disciplines, study epigenetics. I reference Caroline Leaf a lot. And she says that 87% of diseases are psychosomatic. In other words, they begin with your thoughts. 
you know, the body releases 63 known chemicals. And those chemicals are released based on a couple of things. But one of the main things that causes the body to release the chemicals that make you feel what you feel is what you're thinking about. Your self-talk. And boy, for a lot of people, it's helpless and hopeless in there. Your marriage is struggling. Maybe you have to homeschool. You're doing the, you know, uh, the distance learning. But you're also running a business. You also have a marriage. You're also, you know, doing the I'm schizophrenic and so am I type of thing because your your head's spinning around. You're being pulled in 22 different directions. You're seeing the darkness of America, the darkness of the world. We've lost hope in our government because we know that the deep state's really running anything. We've lost hope in the media unless you're a Biden supporter, unless you're a progressive liberal, then you love the media because it's propagandizing what you believe. But for the rest of us, who still believe in God, for the rest of us who still believe in the founding principles of this country, for the rest of us who still believe that man is the one supposed to be doing it, not government, that government's only supposed to protect us from our, our national defense and to make sure that we're not suppressed. That's it. So there can be a lack of hope, and we need hope. Because helplessness and hopelessness will cause someone to kill someone for a dollar. You know, if, you don't, if you're not going to get out of the city, if you look at Chicago or some of these inner cities where it's really helpless and hopeless, where by the time someone's 18 years old, they're either going to, the only way they can leave that city is in a, in a coffin or in a police car. Do you realize how someone can kill someone for five bucks? I do, because they have no hope. But when you give someone hope, then they have a reason to act differently. That's what the whole base of logotherapy was. Dr. Viktor Frankl Saw his young wife killed, pregnant wife killed. Saw mom and dad killed by the Nazis. Saw the, the most inhumanity of humane, uh, man's inhumanity of man. It's terrible. And what kept him going is hope. He had to have a reason to live through that hell to get on the other side. And that's really where the basis of logotherapy is. And so we need to have hope. And ladies and gentlemen, right now the biggest need of your neighbor, most neighbors, is hope. Some people need money. Some people need food. Please help them. But people need hope. And so the number one commodity of a leader is hope. We need to be hope peddlers. Like Johnny Appleseed, that's not his real name. He had a, a full last name. Just like Jesus, his last name isn't Christ. Jesus is his first name. Christ is his title. It's Messiah. But people think Jesus' last name is Christ. No, that's actually a role. That's like a Mr. Black. That's a role. That's logical. So we got to stir up hope. And what can you do to stir up hope? If you want to inspire hope in others, you have to be hopeful yourself. You can't give away what you don't have. The good news is hope is contagious. And this is right from the wow factor, the book I told you about, 52 Thought Leaders Sharing Different Thoughts. And this was the chapter on hope, page 102. Uh, page 102. He says, the good news is hope is contagious. Have a positive outlook. Constantly comment on the potential that lies just around the corner. If you are the person who focuses on what's possible, if your glass is always half full, that affects people around you. Hope is contagious. You want to change the world? Start changing the world around you by sparking, speaking words of hope. Speaking's important. People are constantly listening. You can have hope in your heart that fuels you. But when you speak words of hopelessness... It's bad. But when you speak words of expectation, affirmation, when you speak about what's possible, you are changing the environment. Hope is believing that circumstances will be better. And if not you, then who? And if not now, then when? See, hope is not wishing that things will get better, but an actual belief. Even when there may be no evidence that anything will change, hope can encompass a wide variety of beliefs. Hope for a reconciliation, hoping for safe arrival, a patient hoping to be healed from cancer. Hope is like a muscle. The more you work at it, the stronger it gets. We can never lose hope. Even within the darkest circumstances of life, loss of loved ones, divorce, betrayal, uh, a pandemic that's out of control, government doing sinister things to destroy our lives, there are rays of hope that can be illuminated with, be illuminating darkness for other people. That's the key, ladies and gentlemen. How can you bring hope today? At Christmas time, it's the season of hope. That's what Luke 2 is all about, the Christmas story. Great message of good tidings, that goodwill to all mankind, that today a child is born, 
That child brings us hope if you know that child. That child is Jesus. That's why I love Christmas time. It's legal to say Jesus. Because Christmas, right? It's legal to give people gifts. People more open, more humble. And so today, no matter what you give, today, no matter what you wrap or unwrap in this holiday season, might I suggest that the need for you, for me, and everyone, and every person is we need hope. Because hope feeds. I am black. We'll be back in three minutes. I've got good music on my radio. I said, Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas, baby. I've got good music on my radio. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker, at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. Who's on your team? Who have you surrounded yourself with to help build and maintain your forever after? Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. The guys will discuss one of the most important decisions you make when it comes to your money and retirement. The advisor you choose. The stakes are high, like only the rest of your life high, so you don't want to miss this one. Listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 9 a.m. Sunday on Freedom 1570. Or call them now at 855-231-6010. Break free from the left-leaning bias and censorship of major social media sites and join us on Parler. Millions have signed up for the free speech-centered platform that values liberty and personal privacy. Find Freedom 1570 on Parler today. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. The little town of Bethlehem Looks like another silent night Above your deep and dreamless sleep A giant star lights up the sky While you're lying in the dark The shine's an everlasting light Yeah, I know I need to speak at some point, John, but I'm just listening to the words. Uh, Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, application. That is Casting Crowns, one of my favorite songs by Casting Crowns. While you were sleeping. It's really not a Christmas song, but it is a Christmas song. It's about Jesus and when he came in the world in a moment that changed everything. And ladies and gentlemen, we got to know that we have that potential. 
you know, as leaders, that we have the ability in a moment to change someone's life. You know, I've been reading from the, the Wow Factor, a book that I'm part of. Uh, we did it this year. It's 52 uh, thoughts from 52 thought leaders. Uh, I am one of those thought leaders. Uh, great book. And uh, and sharing with you the word hope. And by the way, we will be doing a, uh, another book. I've already signed on to it. Uh, it'll be released in March. And uh, uh, it's a phenomenal wow factor. Uh, and they're uh, doing interviews with all of us. And they're going to have a regular podcast. And really talks about words. Because the right word at the right time can change someone's life. And the wrong word at the right time can destroy someone if they allow it. And we've all been on both sides of that equation, on both of those equations, I'm sure. The right word at the right time. You know why? Because it brings some hope. And I'm telling you right now, what America needs is hope. This is why we're so excited about Donald Trump. Matter of fact, uh, we have a little clip, don't we, uh, from uh, Donald Trump on one of his press guys who traveled with him. Can you play that clip? Why don't you play that clip, John? Hey, TikTok friends, this is Gene Ho. I was Donald Trump's personal campaign photographer for the 2016 election and campaign cycle. It's interesting. People ask me all the time. They say, Gene, how are people so loyal to Donald Trump? Well, I'll give you an explanation because I was backstage with him, and this is one of the things that I saw. Backstage, there were always a lot of celebrities. I was in charge of the photo line, and you would see Donald Trump backstage, and there were celebrities there. Donald Trump would actually bypass all the celebrities. In other words, he would see them, walk past them, and then he would go to the back of the room where the first responders, the policemen, the fire people, uh, people that were in the military, he would go to them first and shake all their hands and then go back to everyone else. So it's just amazing when people saw this, they were like, wow, you know what? What Donald Trump views about people of integrity, he doesn't see it like most people. He goes straight to the first responders and the people that were taking care of him. Isn't that incredible? See, a lot of people are on Donald Trump, and I know he does some things and says some things people don't like. You know, John does too. I do too. My wife does. There are a lot of times I wonder if my wife lo- likes me. Not Forget love. I'll, I'll just go for like sometimes, you know? Because, you know, we all say and do things. I had problems with my parents. My parents had problems with me. Uh, My kids, who I was a great father, uh, have issues with some things I did when they were younger. And I have issues with things they did when they were older. I mean, when did we all have to agree with everything everybody says and does? I, I saw a great quote by Martin Luther King Jr. passed along the Internet. I admire Dr. King. Man, I really admire him. He loved Jesus. He was a man of God. He was a man of hope. He was a man of peace. But no, there are some things that Dr. King said I don't agree with. There are a lot of things Dr. King went through that I never went through. By the way, there's a lot of things I went through that Dr. King never went through. There are some things I say and do that Dr. King wouldn't agree with. And yet Dr. King is a brother of mine. And he would, I would march beside him today if he was still alive. And I believe he would march beside me today if he was still alive. But ladies and gentlemen, Dr. King brought hope. Jesus Christ brought hope. And you got to realize that Donald Trump, to a lot of people, whether you like him or not, gives people hope because our, our country's been messed up for a while. We've been talking about for a long time we need an outsider. And so Donald Trump brings hope for a lot of people. And so there's a lot of people right now that feel helpless and hopeless. Now, we love God and we know God's on the throne and all that. But this Christmas time, I want you to be aware. One thing I do at likeitmatters.net, my leadership training is, falls in a category called awareness training. And there's so many hurt and broken people. Matter of fact, suicide and depression at Christmas time hits all-time highs. All-time highs. So we need to be aware. And the opposite of hope, I'm going to put a word on it, a phrase on it. It's called a hard heart. Think about this. Have you ever found yourself in a position where you know you should be feeling something but you don't? Similar how calluses toughen our skin's exterior to numb physical sensations, we have the ability to build walls around our hearts that prevent us from being in tune with the emotions that are supposed to lead us towards God and make changes in our lives and the lives of other people. It's a devastating mistake that has long-term consequences. That's why the, the, the Bible tells us to God, guard our heart above all else. The Bible says, for it determines the course of your life. And so these last few closing minutes, I want you to be on the lookout for people who have a hardened heart. 
And I'm not necessarily say, saying the Grinch. The Grinch had a small heart, hardened heart. And you realize if you read the story of the Grinch, you'll know why the Grinch hated Christmas. Because he had a lot of pain and a lot of hurt associated with Christmas. And in 30 years of counseling, and 30 years of going in the deep recesses of people's psyche, we don't ever do anything just because. Hurting people hurt people. And the reason they're hurting is because other people hurt them. And unless we break the cycle, unless we scratch that CD, unless we break that LP, unless we pull on that 8-track, we're never going to change anything. And so here are five ways to tell if someone around you has a hard heart. Number one, they don't feel like talking to anyone. You got, or maybe that's you. Number two, everyone's advice seems bad to that person. Again, maybe we're talking about you. Number three, you're unable to feel or to really love. You say you love, but you really don't have the feelings connected to it. Number four, you can't get happy for anyone's success except your own. And number five, you don't feel anything about the stuff you should. And I want you to think about people in your life. There's a lot of people that really don't feel like talking to anyone. A lot of people, when things get tough, you know what they do? They circle the wagons. They shut themselves off from people because they feel bad. And then people want to come up and give advice. Boy, I got to tell you, when you're in the rock bottom low point, I'm going to tell you right now, the last thing that anybody really wants is advice. They want understanding. They want empathy. Maybe they just want a hug. Maybe they just want someone to share some space with them. But you got to realize, if someone doesn't feel like talking to anyone, maybe they're not mad at you. Maybe they're helpless and hopeless. Maybe you could stir up some hope in them. Give them a reason to get their eyes off the ground and look forward. Maybe when you want to give advice to someone and, and they brush it off or they just do that sigh or roll their eyes, maybe it's because everyone's advice seems bad to them because they have a hardened heart. Maybe when you tell someone you love them or you appreciate them and they, yeah, and respond like that, maybe it's not because of you. Maybe it's not because they don't like you. Maybe it's because their heart is growing cold because they have no hope. Maybe when you can't get happy for anyone's success, or if you share your success with someone you notice they don't jump through hoops for you, maybe it's because they're lacking hope. And hearing about someone else being successful kind of dug into their lack of hopelessness. Because here it is, someone else is being successful and I'm not. And right now at Christmas time, you got to be aware of those that feel nothing about anything. Because they're numb. We need to bring hope this Christmas season. We need to speak words of hope. We need to believe things of hope. And we need to share things of hope. And maybe you give hope by sharing some money with somebody. Maybe you give hope by giving them something. Maybe you give hope by sharing space with them. But the number one commodity of all leaders is we're hope peddlers. And so this Christmas, no matter what you put in a box... No matter what you wrap, no matter what you gift, may I suggest that you give some hope. Because I learned a long time ago, hope feeds. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not die, but have everlasting life. That is the hope of Christmas. Be a hope peddler, because hope feeds. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Will we be sleeping? United States of America Looks like another silent night
Parents, are you happy with your children's at-home high school experience? Wondering if you're doing all you can to prepare them for the next step in their life? Check out Salem Career Hub online at SalemCareerHub.com. Whether it's college prep school, a four-year university, an MBA, or learning real-world vocational skills needed to start a career, get connected with top-ranked online schools and leading skills-based short-term training programs like full-stack software development from the co-founder of Apple, Steve Wozniak, to online XR programs, teaching hands-on vocational courses for HVAC, welding, plumbing, facilities management, electricians, solar, and more, all at a special reduced Salem Career Hub price. Better your child's life through education. Our team of educational experts are available to help you Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Central Time. Just call 866-711-6275, 866-711-6275, or online at salemcareerhub.com. 